Like you have all the tools. Don't be like me and wait 10 years, 12 years to finally say, okay, now I'll do this. Because then what happens is while you're, while you're in your year two and year three, you're gonna be thinking, man, where would I be today if I started 10 years earlier? Welcome to Learn to Build a Business Podcast, the show that brings you insights, stories, and strategies from those who've made the leap from working professionals to successful entrepreneurs. With your host, Ray Ortega. Hey, welcome to the Learn to Build a Business Podcast. My name is Ray here, and today we're going to be talking about mindset. We're going to be talking about the top 10 reasons why you probably haven't started a business until now. So let's get started. Uh, I was looking at Zapier, and there's an article that talks about what are the reasons why people don't start a business. I know that there are some of these things that are showing up on this list are things that I have run into in the past, and I thought it'd be a good idea to actually show this because one of the biggest issues with running a business or starting a business is a mindset. You got to have a mindset, a specific mindset to start a business. Um, and if you don't have that mindset, or if you have things in your mind that are preventing you or blocking you from doing that, then you're kind of you know stuck and it's not going to go anywhere. And what I want to do is I want to help you kind of get past that because it's one of the things I had to get overcome um, when I started my business. I went many years with some of these very same things that are in this top 10. So I thought it'd be a good idea to go through it. So without further ado, I want to start with each. And again, there's 10 of them. So, uh, you know, we're going to go through each of them and then I'll talk a little bit about how you can get through some of these things. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, hopefully you're uh, seeing my face and I will probably share the screen as well um, as I go through this so that you can see the list and you can also kind of gauge. Um, again, this is coming from an article uh, on Zapier. They did research uh, to find out why Americans aren't starting a business. They came out with these statistics. So one of the first ones, and I definitely love tackling this one, I'm gonna go ahead and share my screen if you're watching on the podcast. I'll put the link in the uh, description so that you could be able to go and see what I'm talking about. But again, we're talking about, this is an article from Zapier. The first reason, 63% of people that want to start a business don't start a business because of finances. I mean, financials. You know, that's a, that's a, heck, of a, that's a heck of a number, uh, to be honest with you, that at one point in my life, I thought the same thing. I thought that you needed to have money to make money. Someone taught me that years ago. And I spent my whole life postponing my dreams of owning a business because I thought I needed to have all the finances in order. But I did a video recently where I talk about this part. It's about starting a business with no money or how to start a business with no money. And when I look back at how I started Grata Software, which is my software engineering consultancy company, that business we started with no real money. I started with zero. And I kind of talk about it in the video that I posted. Uh, so hopefully if you go if you get a chance when that video gets posted on Instagram, TikTok, or wherever, hopefully you'll see it. Uh, if you follow us, you'll get that. You'll see that video. So again, 63% uh, for finances. Finance is a major issue. The thing is, when you start a business, when you're watching videos on YouTube and you're trying to look at how to start a business and you're seeing it all over the internet, people keep saying, get, you know, first you register your LLC, then you go get some, then you go get a tax ID, then you go get some credit cards. Uh, and fill out some credit cards under a business name. They talk about going to the bank and getting financing. If you talk to any startup incubators who are starting up tech companies or companies that are new, uh, new technology or new ideas, new concepts, they'll they'll walk you through this whole. You need to create a business plan. You need to go out and get venture capital or get an angel investor. And when people are reading that, especially you, when you're when you're going through and you're looking at that. 
you're probably thinking to yourself, dang, man, you really have to have money to make money. You really have to have money to start this business. And I just want to tell you that, no, you don't. Like, you don't really have to have money to start the business. In one of my videos, I talk about when you first start, the key is the, you have to have clarity at what you're doing. You have to know that you have a specific product or service that you're going to offer to your client or to a customer. And it's a pain point. You're, you're solving a pain point for someone. If you have the solution for a pain point, all it takes is for you to tell people that you have that solution for that pain point. And you get your money when you sit there and you get your first deal. I did that with Grata Software. I was, uh, I had, I was doing WordPress sites for fun. I was always a software engineer on the side. I was doing WordPress sites uh, for fun. Like I was just doing it for fun for friends, family, things like that. And then one day I just asked my family, I was just like, or my friends, my family and my, my you know, colleagues, I said, hey, anybody, anybody out there looking to build a website? Some of them responded back like, oh, I have this friend, I have that friend. And then I found one person that was willing to pay me $5,000 for a website, for me to build a website, a customized website for their business. And, um, and it wasn't just a customized website, it also included some software engineering. So it was a project that lasted months and it was 5,000 up front. And then I earned uh, for all the hours I worked on the project after the allotted first uh, bank of hours, I was able to make extra money on stuff. I think I made probably about $10,000 off of my first project. And I took that money and then I reinvested that back into getting the next deal, whether it be uh, getting business cards, finally getting my company registered. Because once you, once you get a check, now you need to go get your LLC. You need to go get, because you can always keep that check and do all the paperwork and everything you need to do. And then finally, when you get to bank account, you deposit that, that check into the bank account for, as your first cash for your business. So again, it's something that I was able to accomplish and I'm not super duper like amazingly like smart or special. Anybody can do it. You can do it. If you can wake up in the morning and you can breathe and you have arms and you have legs and you have a brain, you can go out and you can do this. It's not that hard. Uh, the hardest part is if you're an introvert and you're trying to, you know, go out there and network with people and, and meet people and try to get a deal. I understand that completely. I'm an introvert by heart, software engineer. I'm an introvert by heart. Like I love putting my headphones on and just putting my heads down and just and just cranking out code. But you'll be surprised at how easy it becomes once you start doing it. Because you're, you, if you really have a solution to a problem, you're not selling, you're not having to be feel like you're a sleazy salesperson. You're just solving someone's problem. And if they see that you're solving their problem, they'll be more than glad to give you money for it. Because I've watched so many people make so much money having very little money to start off with. So let's go to the second thing. So second thing, 39% didn't know how they get started. That is the reason why Learn to Build a Business is, is here, by the way. Quick story, I go to a I went to a business conference that was all about getting leads, like building a sales funnel and getting leads. I go to this conference and there's 2,000 people at this conference and I'm in the main room uh, listening to the conference. And as I'm sitting there, I'm mingling with people, you know, networking, get, getting to know all the people that are at the conference. And as I'm going through it, I run into like a whole bunch of people and I'm just like, so what business do you have? And almost nobody had a business. I was really shocked because this conference wasn't cheap. It was like a, $1,000 a seat conference. Plus it was at a major hotel in Orlando, Florida. Thankfully I live here, but a lot of people flew in from out of town. Um, so they spent plane tickets, they spent hotel room and they paid for the tickets to the conference. And then there's like side bar things that you can do for extra money. And these people were, but none of them had like, not none of them, but a lot of them didn't have a business. I was just shocked. I was sitting there going, 
you don't have a business, you're spending all this money on this event to learn how to get leads, but for what? You don't even have a business. And then the funny thing is, is during the conference, one of the biggest things they talked about is you need to have a product or service that you sell and you need to have a customer. You do it. So everything that, you know, that, that I'm teaching in learn to build a business is what they were showing up there. And the thing is we we do this. So as Grata Software, because we work with small businesses, we do get a lot of people that call us that are like, hey, I have an idea for an app and I want to build this amazing app. I have this concept. It's amazing. And I'm like, okay, great. How many people do you know are going to buy this app? How many people have you gone out there and talked to that feel like your solution solves their problem? Do you even know what problem you're trying to solve with your app? Or are you just trying to create an app so you can be the next Zuckerberg or the next whoever? So it's a conversation I have with every business. I've had it for nine years um, running Grata Software. So when I went to these, this conference, I went to another conference and it's the same thing. I, I was at a workshop, a business workshop where there was over 50 people at this workshop. Uh, sorry, it was over 400 people, my bad. Over 400 people in this workshop. It was a Zoom, it was a virtual workshop. And so when we had the breakout rooms where we had to talk about our business or talk about it, most of the people there didn't even have a business and they just paid, they paid $500 for this workshop. So I saw a pattern of people that didn't have a business, that didn't have, um, hadn't even started anything. And they're there because they're trying to find someone to spark them like, hey, I, I, I got an idea or, or, or can you give me an idea? And so, and I noticed that some of these workshops, they started doing these things called clarity. Um, they started doing the clarity workshops where now you sit in a room or in a virtual room and you go over like what your skill sets, what your passions, what's this, what's that. And then you can kind of come up with a, a good business that you could possibly go into. Now, for years, we've been doing this, like I said. So when we created Learn to Build a Business, that was the purpose why we created it. Because I literally saw so many people didn't even know what kind of business they want to get into. And that was their roadblock. So 39% is a really big number too. It's, you know, we're talking, you know, a little, a little less than half the people out there that want to own their own business didn't even know how to get started. So that's why we built Learn to Build a Business so we can help people get started. All right. So that was number two. Number three, uh, they're worried about failing. Failure. Uh, that's obvious. Uh, everybody worries about failure. I worry about failure. And so when you're looking at doing uh, your business, failure is always going to be at the back of your mindset. Everyone's worried about failure. But you know what's funny? It's not really about the failure. What they're really worried about is what people are going to think of them if they fail. And the key to this is that you have to understand that, that when you're doing your own thing, when you're building your own business, you shouldn't care what anybody thinks. Um, look at all of the major, large, you know, influencers out there in business that are uber successful. Some of them are billionaires, some of them are millionaires, and they'll tell you like they don't care. They don't even care what their own family says. And unfortunately, like that's a kind of a mindset you need to have when you're starting a business because people are going to be dogging you on day one. People are going to be going, ah, that's not a good idea, or you know, you're crazy. You're taking this risk for no reason. Like you shouldn't be doing this. And, and you're going to run into that. But the thing is like, you can do it. You absolutely can do it. And you don't need to hear naysayers. What you need to do is surround yourself with people who are the go-getters, who are the ones that are like, I can do this. You can do this. We can do this and go out there and build your business. Um, didn't have access to business tools. 29%, 29% people say they didn't have access to business tools. Uh, I don't know. For me, that, to me, that seems more of like an excuse than it does an actual issue. Uh, business tools, there's so many out there and there's a lot of free ones out there. And at this point, there should be, it should be a no brainer. Like there shouldn't be any business tool issues. Uh, you should be able to have all the tools that you need in order to start a business. So 
Uh, so 29%, though, that's a pretty big number uh, still. Again, any number above 10% to me is a pretty big number. And, and there's a lot. I mean, we're seeing there's a lot of them here. Uh, what's the next one? Uh, we're not sure how to work with the tools and technologies. Again, the reality is, is you know, if you really want it that bad, uh, you would figure out the tools. The tools, they're, they're not that hard. You got to look at business this way. When you're doing your business, you got to look at it this way. There's a certain process to a business. Every business has the same thing. Every business has marketing. Every business has uh, some form of advertising. Every business has sales. Every business has operations. Every business has customer service. Not every business has shipping and logistics, but if you're a brick and mortar that's shipping items or whatever, you'll have that. If you're doing an e-commerce store, you need to understand shipping and stuff like that. But like the, every business has the same components. We use HubSpot for our customer relations management, but we tie that to another program called Apollo, which does a great job at tying uh, LinkedIn profiles and social profiles and emails and phone numbers together um, on a huge mailing list. So you can find customer uh, segments, you can find customer interests and all that kind of stuff. And that's a little bit further down line than what you guys are probably uh, looking for when you're on this podcast right now, because right now you're just trying to get started. But I'm just saying that the tools are out there and you can get more simplified tools, you can get more advanced tools, but the tools are definitely out there. And it, all, it, all it requires is for you to, to, to go and look for those tools. And again, just look at those components. Um, if right now your whole thing is trying to get a customer and you need to go out and you need to go network, then go look for some networking, uh, some networking app out there and find out where all of the people that are in the industry you're going into, um, find out where they're at and then do the networking there. Once you get their names and everything, then find a free tool where you can put the names into it so that you can keep track of the people you need to call, you need to email, all that kind of stuff. So there's all of these things that you can do. Um, so just take advantage of that. And if you have any questions, I mean, obviously you can go to our learntobuildabusiness.com site and you can look, you can uh, connect with us there, connect with our Facebook group. Uh, and if you have any questions, you can put questions on there too. Um, and you'll find that on our website. So. Uh, let's see. They didn't have enough time for a new venture. I didn't have enough time. So that's a good one. Uh, I can understand that. Uh, didn't have enough. If you work a full-time job and you're, and you're, and they have you really busy, like for instance, when I went from working to Grata software, I was working at a tech startup. So I really didn't have enough time. I was actually managing a team of 35 developers and, um, and we were trying to deliver a product within six months that was rivaling Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. And so, um, I didn't have enough time. However, if you heard my story, if you ever heard my story, probably heard in the first podcast a little bit, but the benefits of having my own business and the, I want to say the risk of not, um, the benefits far outweighed the risk. So what I would do is on my off time after hours, even if it took me to two to three o'clock in the morning, I would work on my business. And then I'd go back to work at the company, do my job at the company. And then as soon as it hit six, seven, eight o'clock at night, I took advantage of that. And I was able to, you know, be able to build my business while I was working there. Um, they didn't have support from friends, family, peers. Yes, that is going to happen. You are, you are not going to have 100% support from your friends, families, and peers because they love you. And they think you're making a mistake and that you're going to ruin your life. They don't mean bad. It's not a bad thing. They're not trying to dog you just to dog you. They're a lot of times it's because they care about you and they're worried that you might not be able to accomplish what you want to accomplish. And they're and it's because they've probably been fed all their lives 
go get a job, have a secure job, and that'll take care of you. Get your insurance, get your benefits, get all that stuff, and you'll be totally fine. So uh, listen, I totally understand. My parents were the same way at first. My brother was the same way at first. Everybody's kind of like, well, Ray, you're kind of taking the, uh, you know, a risk there. You just bought a house. You're making six figures a year. And we're not talking load. Like we're talking like 120 plus stock options, plus benefits and everything. And I'm basically cutting all of that out with a brand new home that I just bought. Um, cutting all of that out to go on my own. Yes. Yes. Because again, the benefit far outweighed the risk. I was tapped out financially. Um, I was tapped out insurance-wise. Insurance only covered certain bills. From my, from the story I've said previously, both my kids are one is special needs. One of them had medical issues at a young age, uh, so the medical bills were just beyond able to handle. And in, no matter how much insurance I had or how great the insurance it was, they wouldn't cover everything. I was paying thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on top of my premium um, to pay for all the medical bills. So. So again, it depends on you and your life. What are you going through? What can you handle? But uh, yes, friends, families, peers, they are going to, uh, some of them, not all of them. I have two best friends that have been 100% my biggest support people. And they've always talked to me and always told me I can do it. This is what I was made for. Go for it. And, uh, and I owe them everything for that. And then, you know, my brother came around and then my parents came around after they started seeing the successes. And again, nine years, almost 10 years in February, would be 10 years. So, you know, it's, I think I've proven my, my ability to do this. Um, so they didn't have plans. So, so 22%, the next one is 22. They didn't have access to group benefits. Didn't have access to group benefits. So what this is, is they're talking about group plans. So they're talking about the fact that the insurance that they were paying is far, was far less with a company working for somewhere. But if you're working on your own and you're, self-employed, you kind of don't have those benefits. You kind of pay full premiums, um, which is true. It's accurate. But if you go on to the Affordable Care Act, uh, healthcare.gov, you have the ability to get a very cheap plan, which is under a group benefit. Um, so I guess that one for me is a little bit more of education. So if you're listening to this and you're, and you're one of those people that you're worried about group plan benefits, the, the healthcare.gov does have great plans for people who don't have access to large group benefits. And, and you're essentially getting into a group policy because you're kind of piggybacking off of everyone else that's on that plan. Next one, lack of self-confidence. I'm gonna switch over here to uh, ChatGBT real quick because this, is, this one came from ChatGBT. Um, it says lack of self-confidence, that's a definite. Um, huge, huge one. Lack of self-confidence is a big one because um, I myself had a lack of self-confidence at one point uh, before I started. When I first started my first business, I was 18 years old. Uh, I was 18 years old and I had done a multi-level marketing thing. And I remember I had lacked massive confidence. And the um, and so what happened was, is the people that were responsible or my leads, um, they would take me to gas stations and essentially do sales pitches to people at gas stations so that I can get more comfortable doing basically cold pitches to people, um, the way to solve the lack of self-confidence is repetition. You gotta do the things over and over and over and over again. And that's the only way you're gonna get over that. And so that's one of the things that, uh, that I can say about that. All right, financial worries. That's the same thing as lack of funding to me. 35% were concerned of making consistent income 
20% didn't have cash needed to invest or pay down debt, and 27% were worried about earnings less earning less money overall. That is obvious. Yeah. I mean, uh, can't, uh, can't argue about that. I, I came from a family that we had money, but at a certain age, I was basically cut off from that. And, uh, and I was cut off for a good reason because I wasn't responsible enough. Um, and then when I wasn't responsible enough, my father thought it would, it would make me responsible if I just maybe had to pay for everything myself and deal with everything myself, which absolutely worked. When that happened, I went years without money. Um, we're talking, and we're talking 2002, 2003. And I didn't start making good money until 2013. So I went about 10 years living hand to mouth. Um, there was a few years there I was on medical, uh, government medical benefits, uh, Medicaid. Um, I was offered food stamps, but I couldn't take it. Uh, I just didn't feel comfortable with it um, because there were people that were in a far worse situation than I was. So I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable taking it. Um, and so, but my whole goal was to get out of that situation. And I did. What I ended up doing was I ended up focusing a lot on selling and being a sale, you know, trying to be a salesperson. Because if you know how to sell, you can get yourself out of any, any bad financial jam, which is uh, the honest to God's truth. It's, it's, um, it's a skill that if you can master that skill, you don't have to worry about never having food on the table. So I guess my answer to number 10 is develop some skills that will put you in a place that you don't have to worry about your finances. The, um, the first thing I, I, you know, I could tell you that in any business is you have, not have to, but it is to your benefit to learn how to sell. It's your benefit to learn how to market. But the key thing is you have to have some type of skill or something to be able to start with. If you have a good skill that is marketable and there's a market for that, which means there's people that are looking for your skill set that because you solve a problem that they have and, and they could use your, your, you know, your solution, then the next thing to do is learn how to sell it. Learn how to sell it and learn how to market it. And what I mean by marketing, I don't mean by just buying a bunch of ads on social media, even though that's a good solution. But marketing is like social media marketing or word of mouth marketing, network marketing, um, going meeting people, like stuff like that. And if you do those things, you don't have to worry about the financial side. Uh, Grant Cardone, who I follow, said, says this great thing when he, he does a sales presentation. In the middle of the sales presentation, he always asks um, these two questions. Uh, well, first, he always asks, you know, if, if you got enough information to make a decision, and if someone balks at the decision, his next question is, is it a lack of money or is it a lack of confidence that this will work, right? Um, he just flat out says it, right? Is it a lack of money or lack of confidence? The, the issue with people worrying about money is because they don't, they're not confident that what they're doing is going to earn them that money. There's no confidence there. So this goes back to the previous one, right? Lack of confidence. The only way to solve that problem is you have to be, again, repetition, repetition, repetition. I coach girls high school's basketball, and when we go out there on the court in the offseason, we're doing skill level practice, repetition, repetition, repetition. I grab a pool noodle, and I'm smacking the girls while they're doing their dribbles, and I'm smacking them while they're going up for layups because it's repetition. They're feeling it over and over again. So that when they hit the basketball season, 
and they're out there playing against a team that's being aggressive and touching and slapping and then everything, like they're already prepared for that. They're or they've already felt that all off season long. So when they're going up for a layup and someone hits them, they're still going to finish that layup because they've gotten used to that repetition. They've built their confidence to be able to handle that situation. And in your situation, it's the same thing. When you're looking at whether you can do this or not, you need to start developing some type of a process where you can practice, practice, practice on what you're trying to accomplish. So for instance, sales, you know, we hired a salesperson uh, last year and I spent hours and hours working with them on role play. I pretended to be multiple different customers with different issues and everything. And I even got aggressive and sometimes I was nice and just created different scenarios so that he could feel that in our, in our fake calls. So when he had a real call, he could handle the situation. And the dude was cranking out like a hundred calls a day, cold calls, right? Um, and, and people say cold call is dead. It's not, it's, it's totally alive. It's just, you have to muster the strength to be able to do that. Um, when I built Grata software, I picked up the phone and started cold calling people. I started going to networking events and doing pitches to people, total strangers. Like it's totally, all of this stuff is possible. You just got to get past your head, past the, like, uh, what's the thing is that th it's a lump three feet above your ass. Like you got to get past that. You know, uh, it's, everything's in your mind. Like all of the limitations and everything that you're, that you would be thinking is all in your head. Half of that list is all in people's heads. Uh, it's totally possible to do all this stuff. Money, money is always an issue. Like there's never going to be a time where there's not going to be a money issue. So if there's going to be a money issue anyways, might as well do something that'll earn you three, four, five times your effort rather than just going to work at a job and getting like paid just a paycheck. Uh, you know, and, and mind you, business is not for everybody. I know that. I totally understand that business is not for everybody. But if you have a dream, if you have a goal, if you have a belief, or if you have an idea, go for it. That's all I can say. Go for it. Like, what, what do you have to lose? There's, you know, I can honestly say in my life, I've been blessed because I have a wife that like, she literally knows that this is me. She's not changing me. We've been married for 20 years, over 20 years. Uh, it'll be 21 years this year. Um, we've been together for 23. She's been there when we were rock bottom, living off of Medicaid. And like I said, been offered food stamps all the way to now where we're pretty comfortable. We can do the things that we want to do. Um, and, but it's still a risk. She knows me. It's, everything's a risk. My whole life is a risk because I'm constantly going to the next step. I reached a goal, new goal. I reached that goal, new goal. And, and, and the more you scale your business, the more volatile the business is. The bigger the business gets, the more it scales, the more volatile it gets. Right? So it's just the way, that, it's the way it is. But starting, starting is the part that you got to get past. Most people, like you saw on, that, this is on that list, most people don't start because of all those reasons. And I don't want you to run into the same, I don't want you to have the same situation. You can start. You can start something, something simple. Let's just start with a small goal. Just replace your income. If you're making $40,000 a year, by golly, you should be having your own business by now. If you're making $150,000, $200,000, I understand. I understand there's a risk factor. But if you're making less than hundred grand, dude, I'm telling you, you can make ten grand a month in your own business if you, if you have a good skill set and you have the right uh, people behind you that are helping you build your business, start your business, dude, you're going you're gonna to make that money. There's no doubt in my mind you're going to make that money. 
I went that same conference I went to that was all about getting leads. That's all I went there for. I went there to get leads. I didn't go there to go, man, I'm going to blow up my business in three different areas. Like I literally just went there to get leads and I was walking, I was watching people getting uh, what they call a two comma club award, which means that they've made over a million dollars in revenue in, in, in the previous year. I watched people walking across that stage getting this award and it's validated. This isn't like, oh, I just call them up and say I made a million bucks. No, they validate it. So it's all validated. It's honest. It's true. And there was people walking across the stage that were half my age. There were kids walking across that stage where obviously they had good parents that are kind of like leaning them into the starting their own business, but they still did it. They still built a business worth a million dollars. It took me nine years to get to a million. These kids started two, three years ago and they already have a million. They already, built, they already surpassed a million. So what are we talking about here? At some point, like, you got to step in. I remember in 2005, 2005, 2006, there was a podcast called Internet Business Mastery. It was two guys, I can't remember their name right now, but I, I was listening to this podcast called Internet Business Mastery. It was talking to, you, talking to me just like I'm talking to you, like talking about all of this stuff that has to do with starting a business. You know, they used to have this term, they used to say progress, not perfection. It's about taking the leap. It's about moving forward. It's about taking the first steps. And I kept listening going, yeah, yeah, awesome, yeah, I got a job. I'm afraid to lose it. I'm afraid to not make money and afraid to fail. I'm afraid about my mom or my dad, what they would say. I'm afraid about my brother, what he would say. I was afraid about, and I, I went through this whole thing. Three years later, the guy, this guy named Pat Flynn, listening to the same podcast, built his own smart passive income. If you've heard of Pat, Pat Flynn, I was... I, I listened to a podcast where Pat Flynn was brought in as a guest to, to the Internet Business Mastery because he was a student of inter, Internet Business Mastery. And he had made his first million, so they brought him on as a guest where he talked about how he basically went after the same customers that Internet Business Mastery was going after or, or had, just his own thing. He just did his Pat Flynn. It was his own way of teaching the very same market. It didn't hurt Internet Business Mastery. In fact, they were, they were applauding him because they understood that in business, everybody has their own customers for their own reasons. Everyone has, if you, if you find a niche, then the customers that you get are for your niche and relate to you. And that's the reason why they do business with you. So they understood that. So here's Pat Flynn now. By the way, it was only a million dollars. Like he had just broke a million. I cannot, and then now if you look at Pat Flynn, we're talking multi-millions, probably 10, 20, 30 million. I don't know how much it is now, but he's got all these different programs, podcasts, uh, books. He's got this, he's got that. But I was, I'm telling you, I listened and then I watched Pat Flynn's success. And here I was still making $40,000 a year, working a crappy job at a college, barely making ends meet, uh, not able to afford food, not able to afford uh, diapers, not able to afford like the basic necessities. And by the way, I have a child that's a special needs child. And so I had to pay for all her medical, had to pay for all of the tests, had to pay for all that stuff. And then she had to be put in a special program. And so, and so I was, and by the way, I'm the sole breadwinner of the family. We, we don't have two incomes. So I was dealing with that and watching this guy make multi-millions building essentially something that I could have done. 
what made it even more interesting to me was that my I have a degree in audio engineering. I have experience in video production. So all the tools and the things that you see here, the video, the audio, all the stuff, I already had degrees and experience. I worked in the music business, all that stuff. You know, and I'm not saying all of this stuff. I'm not serious. I'm not just projecting all this stuff on you as like, oh, look at me, I'm cool. No, I want you to understand that you have all the tools. You already have all the tools. Like, stop waiting. Like, you have all the tools. Don't be like me and wait 10 years, 12 years to finally say, okay, now I'll do this. Because then what happens is while you're, while you're in your year two and year three, you're going to be thinking, man, where would I be today if I started 10 years earlier? I'm telling you, it runs, it runs through my head all the time. Where would I be if I started 10 years earlier at this point, right? So the longer you wait, the longer it takes for you to be successful in whatever it is you try and do. The longer you wait, the longer it takes for you to be able to make the money to support your family. The longer you wait, the longer it takes for you to be able to have the kind of life that you want a life that has. So I'm telling you, this is just speaking from the heart here. Um, I went through those top 10, but this is just me talking to you. Uh, this, is, this is the time. If you're thinking about starting a business, you're thinking it's something you want to do. If you're working at a job and you just don't know what you want to start, but you know you need to do something, you need to make better, you need to have better, you need to be able to live a better life, take the first step. Go for it. We'll be here. We can help you. Go to learntobuildabusiness.com. Go to that site. Sign up for our newsletter. Sign up for the free, uh, the free course that we have and, and just go through that. And then if you like what we're doing, and you think it's going to be beneficial to you, then become a member. It's that easy. And if you don't become a member, freaking stalk us. Watch our YouTubes, watch our podcasts, watch like just, I don't care. You know, my goal is to help 1 million individuals build over a million dollars in revenue in their businesses in the next eight years. And that's conservative. That's a conservative number. And that's my goal. I can tell you my life has changed drastically just by having my own business. And I want the same for you. So that's basically it. Um, yeah, so that's that. So again, top 10, I'm just going to run through them real quick. Number one, lack of funding. We already talked about that. Two is uncertainty of how to get started. We've already talked about that. Three, fear, fear of failure, get over it. Four, lack of access to business tools, bullshit. Um, unfamiliarity with necessary tools and technology, double bullshit. Time constraints. What's more important to you? That's what you got to look on that one. Lack of support. Um, nah, you got support, man. You got a bunch of people, a bunch of entrepreneurs out there that are, that, that, you know, want to be right there beside you. Pat you on the back when you do good, lift you up when you do bad. We're all here for you. Um, no access to group plan and benefits. Again, just you can do it. Like you don't need to worry about that. Uh, lack of self-confidence, get over it. Repetition, get better. Uh, and then financial worries, those will be taken care of, I promise you. You take care of the repetition, lack of self-confidence. You take your first steps. You don't have to worry about financial worries. Um, that is, you know, Will you have to make sacrifices? Absolutely. Will you have to stop drinking beers on the weekends? Probably. Uh, would you have to not be able to go to the club every once in a while? Absolutely. 
Um, do you need to, you know, go with your crappy car a little bit longer, um, you know, or drive less to save money on gas? Absolutely. But all of those things are going to mean absolutely nothing when you're sitting pretty with six, seven figures in the bank and you're just like, okay, you don't have to worry about stuff. So, um, yeah, that's basically it. So that's us for episode three. And uh, again, thank you for uh, listening to the podcast. I hope I have inspired you to do something um, or inspired you to hate me one way or the other. But I just want to make sure that we're helping people like you who want to build a business, um, get started and be successful. So thank you for listening and uh, good luck to you. And again, check us out at learntobuildabusiness.com and sign up for a newsletter. And I'll have all the links down below in the description. All right. Thanks. See you in the next one.